Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome to Sonic Society episode 465. I'm your host, Jack Ward, and David Alt is off digesting Easter meals and spending time with his family this week. By the way, happy Easter past. This week we have the first three episodes of Drayton Trench from Zutalor Theater. I love new shows. This radio serial from David K. Barnes was recorded for the National Theater. So sit back and relax and have a listen to episodes one, two, and three. And we'll catch you on the other side when we're finished right here on the Sonic Society. Zutalor Theater presents diminutive detective Drayton Trench in his first fantastic adventure, Great Caesar's Ghost. Jason Davis is an ordinary man who's just witnessed a most extraordinary crime. Alone and afraid, and with only one pair of trousers, he needs the help of London's very best detective. Phineas Urquhart, private detective. My name is Jason Davis. My uncle's been kidnapped and I've just got to get him back. Can you help me? Get out. Right you are. If that's you again, I'll be very upset. I'm so sorry, but are you sure you can't help me? I could, but I won't. Why not? Your jacket was bought at a half-price sale from an inferior retailer. The dust on your shoes means you couldn't even afford to get here by bus. Your trousers are being held up by an elastic band. And there is a vast, yawning chasm where your flies ought to be. My God, you're good. So, as I often say in the all-night martini lounge across the road, you couldn't afford me, my lad. Good bye. Wait, how much is your usual fee? I can't tell you. Why not? Because I never like to see a grown man cry. Good day to you. I've got 50 quid. Take it or leave it. And the greatest detective in Europe. 60 quid. The best in the Western world. 60 quid and this lamp. That's my lamp. Put it back. My uncle is in terrible danger right now. If you can scrape together a few thousand, then I could help you out for an afternoon next April. Though my heart wouldn't really be in it, and I'd probably accuse the wrong man out of spite. I can't afford a few thousand pounds. You do care about your uncle, don't you? Broadly speaking, yes. Then cough up the cash. Simple as that. But I'm just a part-time cricket instructor. I've no idea how I even support myself. It'd take me decades to get that kind of money. So come back in a few decades, and then I'll find your uncle. Dead or alive. I want him alive. That'll cost extra. But it can't just come down to money, can it? Yep, definitely can. What about justice? What about upholding what's good and right and decent? I'm wearing a suit made entirely out of diamonds. Does that answer your question? Now, bugger off before I call for security and shoot them in front of you to teach you a lesson. There must be someone in London who can help me. (laughs) Well, there is one man I could just about recommend to you for your sort of money. His office isn't too far away, either. So long as he's good? Well, he's definitely available. You'll find the little fellow at... Come in. Hello? You all right there? What can I do for you? Well, actually, I'm looking for Mr Drayton Trench. In that case, you've found him. You're Drayton Trench? Private detective? The best in the business. And the most reasonable rates this side of Old Kent Road. Are you a client? Uh, well... Oh, brilliant! Just what I need. What's your name? Jason Davis. Hello, Jason. Great to see you. Take a seat. I think I'll stand. 
Sorry, I know the place looks like a bomb's here. I'm still settling in. It's a new office. This is your office? Bit small, do you think? Cramped. Snug, I'd say. I needed a change. My old office used to be three times as big. Too much space. Too much space? Way too much. Now, everything's within arm's reach. Filing cabinets there, water cooler there, executive stress toy over there. Unused, you'll know. That tells you something. I solved two cases yesterday without even standing up. It's a luxury, really. A luxury? Oh, yeah. I'm right proper chap of it. You know, these days, some detectives can't afford an office at all. Mr. Trench. Yes, Jason. This is a telephone box. Yes. Your office is a telephone box. You're letting a draft in. Come in, sit down. Mind the outstand. I can't sit anywhere. Sure you can. No, I physically can't. There's nothing to sit on. It's a telephone box. Well, shove these files out of the way. There's space on the desk. It's not a desk. It's a cardboard box. Would you rather take my seat? No, I wouldn't. Why not? You're sitting on a bucket. That's why not. I've got a cushion. You can't be serious. Okay, it's some rolled up clothes. Are they even yours? Well, they're here. Look, this isn't an office. It's got everything I need. My files, pens, paper. A telephone. Well, I've had to have that disconnected. It's costing me a fortune. Right. I've got the internet, though. I just need to sit on the roof and I can get the Wi-Fi from the house opposite. Providing it's not windy, otherwise the signal's bad. And I get blown off. You're the best in the business, are you? Well, you can't judge by appearances, Jason. I might not be wearing any trousers right this minute, but that doesn't make me a bad detective. You're not a detective, you're a tramp. I'm not. I'll admit I've had to downsize in the last six months. Why don't you work from home? I am working from home. Here's me hammock. Good God. Do you want a coffee? How could you possibly make it? Saucepan on a Bunsen burner. Got a match? No. Then you might need to take it out, don't I? Sir, I've got the milk. Oh, beg your pardon, sir. Didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, uh, come in, Marjorie. There's really no room. Hello there. Oh, okay. Well, hi. Jason Davis. Marjorie, Marjorie Banks. Good to meet you, sir. Marjorie's my secretary. You've got a secretary? Every detective needs a plucky young secretary. Does she even get paid? Of course she gets paid. I might live in a phone box, but I do have professional ethics. And she's worth every penny. Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, Jesus, God. Have you got an exciting case for us? We haven't had one of those for a while. Hang on. I nearly killed myself during our last escapade. Well, I suppose the tree was very tall and that cat was very fierce. Your last case was getting a cat out of a tree. It had an important clue gripped in his mouth. What was it? Another cat. But I saved him. Well done. Mrs Figgs was ever so grateful. And she finally had something to put on her fire. Look, I'm sorry, but you can't possibly help me. Oh, I'm sure he can, Mr Davis. I've been working with Mr Trench for getting on five years now, and in all that time he's never lost a case. I'm not telling my problems to a man who wears parcel force envelopes as slippers. Why'd you come here, then? Phineas Urquhart recommended you. Why'd he do that? Because he was taking 16 gallons of piss out of me, that's why. That's not very nice. I suppose not. But I guess if you haven't got the money, then you can't get the help. If you'll excuse me, I'm going home to find my uncle by myself. Here. Buy yourself a decent cup of coffee. Goodbye. No, Jason, wait! You know, I think he does need us, sir. I think so too, Marjorie. It's time for Drayton Trench to take to the streets again. Fetch me my detective in trousers. You're sitting on them, sir. Oh, brilliant. And now they're pressed. What a saving. Come on, Marjorie. We've got a case to solve. Home sweet home. What the hell am I going to do? I suppose there's only one person I can still call on. Hello? Mr Phineas Urquhart? I was wondering if you'd reconsider. I'm prepared to go up to £80. You still got my lamp, you abominable scrounger! When I get hold of you, I'll stuff it so far up your backside, they'll use you as a lighthouse! Well, I guess I'm on my own after all. Three o'clock. Okay. 
First I eat something, then I have to go out and see what I can do. I think I've still got something in the fridge. Hello, mate! Oh! Jesus Christ! No need to swear, Jason. What are you doing in my fridge? Looking for clues. Well, there's nothing in there. Well, actually, I was wondering if you are going to eat these ham slices. They're only two days out of date. Get out! No, hear me out. Get out of my fridge, you horrible gnome! I just want to help you, Jason. I don't need any help. I can do it alone. Maybe you can. But why bother when I can help instead? Tell you what, if I don't find your uncle, you don't have to pay me a single penny. How about that? And remember, my fee's very reasonable. How reasonable? How much have you got? Fifty quid. Fifty quid?! most anyone's ever offered me. I could buy an up-to-date newspaper and an oven glove and I could order a small salad in a fancy restaurant. I've always wanted to do that. Come on, give us a chance. It'd be brilliant. Fine, whatever. Just get out of my fridge. Sure thing, Chief. That's Marjorie. I'll let her in. How did you even find out where I lived? Jason, I sleep under a phone book. You all right? Is it all sorted? Yeah, Jason wants our help. For £50. Oh, well done, sir. You won't be disappointed, Mr Davis. We'll see. You'll definitely be getting your money's worth. Oh, good. No, wait. I'll stick the kettle on and you can tell us all about it. Yeah, Jason, tell us your story from the beginning. I'll have a munch on this cream cracker. Do you want some butter on that? Butter? You live like a king! What happened on the day your uncle got kidnapped, Mr Davis? It all started earlier this morning. I'd woken early to go and teach cricket to a client, but he had to stay in and do his maths homework, so I found myself with time to spare. Then I received a phone call from my uncle, who said he was in terrible danger. I thought he'd simply picked a fight with the postman again, and I was about to say something absolutely withering. It really would have been a classic riposte. When he told me he had to see me immediately about something that could change the world. I was curious with nothing to do, so I went round to his residence in Pimlico straight away. Jason, my dear fellow, where you followed? Not by anyone I didn't recognise. Good, excellent. Quickly, come inside. It's bitter out there, isn't it? Let's have something to warm us up. What time is it? It's nine in the morning. Splendid. Time for a brandy. My uncle is Roman archaeologist and disgraced former character actor Sir Percy Price. I'm the only member of the family unlucky enough to be in regular contact with him, especially since his own children were lost in the Beanie Baby avalanche of 95. He took me through to the study. What's all this about being in terrible danger? I'm in the most dreadful fix, Jason. That's why I need all of these delicious brandies to steady my nerves. Of course. This morning, I was sitting in the lounge, folding my classics degree into a little paper hat, when suddenly that floozy of a postman delivered me this. He gestured madly at a small stone statuette of what looked like a man in a toga. Well, it's a small stone statuette of what looks like a man in a toga, so what? An old student sent me that from an excavation in Rome. It's Julius Caesar! That's what it is! Julius Caesar! Upon further questioning, my uncle revealed that since waking up one hour ago, he consumed seven pints of brandy, far less than his recommended dose. This was serious. Jason, I'm afraid there are things about me of which you are not yet aware. Dark secrets and terrible doings. One day, long into the future, I'll tell you about them. He then started telling me about them. I have friends, Jason. Strange, but important friends. Some of them buy me drinks. Some of them don't. In fact, those ones aren't really my friends, and I'm looking forward to abstaining from their funerals. He then gleefully speculated as to the precise order in which these funerals would occur. After a couple of hours, I interrupted him. But why do you think you're in danger? The men I'm talking about all share a common secret. They are all members of the cult of Caesar. The what? 
I want you to look after this Caesar statuette. No matter what exciting and sexy adventures might happen to me, you must guard it with your life. Promise me that, Jason, and I'll put you back into my will by the end of the year. All right, Uncle, I'll look after it. But can you please tell me what it's all about? I knew I could trust you, Jason. You're like the son I never wanted. And unless we get suddenly interrupted within the next few seconds, I will reveal to you absolutely everything about this entire... There was an explosion, and the doors to the study were ripped from their hinges and went flying across the room, pulverising my uncle's collection of Christa Berg vinyl records, which was a blessing for us all. Though A Spaceman Came Travelling is still a fairly definitive Christmas classic. In strode a tall woman with long purple hair, wearing dark glasses and a leather catsuit. Hello, boys. My uncle started quaking in his spats, and it took all his strength just to raise his glass to his lips, finish his drink, and pour himself another one. Who in the name of Nicholas Parsons are you? And why couldn't you just knock? You're coming with me, Sir Percy. The cult of Caesar would like a word with you. You can't just kidnap my uncle like that. Watch me. Jason, you've got to distract her. What are you going to do? I've got to try and sneak a quick drink in before the trip. It's time to say goodbye, Sir Percy. I hope your friend doesn't try anything. Not unless he wants to get hurt. I leapt at her, flailing my fists of fury. We grappled briefly, but she managed to hurl me through the air and over my uncle's desk. The last thing I heard before I blacked out was the sound of her piteous laughter, mingled with my uncle sobbing dejectedly as he realised my fall had been broken by his extensive collection of terracotta frogs. When I awoke, they were both gone. Next to me was a note. It said, Go to the police, and your uncle dies. At first I thought it was an offer, but in retrospect I think it's a threat. And the paper has some sort of crest. The coat of Caesar. I didn't know what to do. I decided that maybe if I got myself a detective, he'd be able to find my uncle discreetly without arousing suspicion. Don't worry. Discreet is my middle name. Is it really? No, you plum. It's Jerry. Do you still have the Caesar statuette? Yep. Here it is. I wonder if it was connected to your uncle's kidnapping. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. I'll keep it with me for now, just in case. What's our first step, sir? We need some leads. And the best place to find them is the scene of the crime itself. Right, let's go. Wait. Oh, no. What's wrong? What, I've left Harvey back at the office. Who's Harvey? My lucky magnifying glass. I must have taken it out of my pocket when I was pressing my trousers. Maybe just this once you won't need him, sir? I can't go on a case without Harvey. I'll go back and find him. Won't be long. In the meantime, print off some photos of Sir Percy. We might need him. Gotcha. Cracking. Lucky magnifying glass? Mr Trench is very superstitious, but then he has taken it on every case. And he solved every single one of them. Who said that? You did. Oh, that was a lie. So, how many cases has he actually solved? He tries his best, and that's all you can ask of anyone. Now, let's print those photos. Where are you, old friends? Oh, come on. Aha! There you are, Harvey. Now, let's take a look at this statue. Hello. Drayton Trench? That's me. My name's Bridget. Bridget O'Shaughnessy. I inquired at my hotel for the name of a reliable private detective, and they mentioned yours. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've never been called reliable before. Please, uh, sit down. I'll just get the shower curtain out of your way. Don't bother, Mr. Trench. I'll cut right to the chase. I'm trying to find my father. I have reason to believe he's still here in London. Do you know where? That's where I'd hoped you'd come in. Ah, oh. Well, normally I'd love to, but I'm sort of already on a case right now. He's a very important man. Perhaps you've heard of him. 
Sir Percy Price, the archaeologist? Used to be a character actor. That's right. He was kidnapped from his home this morning, and we're sick with worry about him. Of course you are. You've got to find Daddy for me. Don't worry, Miss O'Shaughnessy. I'll find him. In fact, I think I'll start right now. Oh, thank you, Mr. Trench. You'd better check out your father's place right away before the trail goes cold. Of course. My car's parked just over there. Where does he live? Pimlico. Ah, that's very interesting. Ask me why. Why? I'll tell you later. Lead the way, Miss O'Shaughnessy. Wow. Sir Percy must be a very rich man to have a place like this. He's a very good archaeologist. One of the most respected men in his field. There are certain individuals who'd give anything to have his knowledge. Maybe that's why he was kidnapped. Maybe, Mr. Trench. This looks like the study. Let's see what we can find. Hmm. Signs of a struggle, some broken terracotta frogs, and lots of photos on his desk. Any sign of the statue? What statue would that be? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mention it. My father was going to give it to me as a wedding present. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a small statuette of Julius Caesar, about so big. I'll keep an eye out for it. Oh, I'd have thought you'd want to look for your father first. Oh, well, um, of course I do. But the statuette has been in our family for generations. There's some photos of it here on his desk. Looks like your father was studying it shortly before he was kidnapped. How mysterious. Did he leave any notes? Don't think so. What are you looking at now? It's a photo album. Just pulled it off the shelf. I can't see how that's relevant. Oh, well, I love looking at old family photos. Old and happy memories. There's never anything bad in a photo album. You're wasting time. Shouldn't you be looking for clues? Oh, I am. Miss O'Shaughnessy. This album has given me a very good clue, or at least it's confirmed a suspicion. What's that? Just that it's strange that your father's family photo album doesn't have any photos of you in it. Surely it must. Nope, not a single one. And I think I'd recognise you. What with that long purple hair you've got. I see you're not easily fooled, Mr Trench. Now get those hands up or I'll shoot. I see you're not easily fooled either, Miss O'Shaughnessy. Assuming that's even your real name. I didn't tell you Sir Percy was kidnapped from his study, and yet you made for it straight away. Because, of course, you're working for Jason Davis, aren't you? Now, I could never break the confidentiality of the client-detective agreement. There's absolutely no possible way I could even do that. Save it, Drayton. I asked my hotel to find me the names of all the detectives within Jason's price range. And it took me all the way to your crummy little phone box. Look, it might not be a palace, but once I get the central heating put in... Give me the statue. Now. I don't know where it is. You're a bad bluffer, Drayton. Tell me where the statue is, or I'll shoot you right between the nipples. Okay, okay, keep your hair on. I've got it here. Throw it to me. Thank you, Mr Trench. Very obliging of you. I'd have hated to have damaged it. Hang on. I gave you the statue. What more do you want? Nothing. I'm afraid you've made yourself quite dispensable. Now this is the part of the job I really enjoy. Yeah, you've seen the type. I'm very sorry our acquaintance was cut so short. Oh, and Drayton? Yeah? Your fee is in the post. (laughs) 
That was episode one of Drayton Trench in Great Caesar's Ghost, starring Eddie Eyre, Amy Milnes, Tom Crowley, Stanton Wright, Alexandra Weatherall, and Felix Trench. The script was written by David K. Barnes, and the sound was designed by Chris Bartholomew. The episode was directed and produced by Zootalor Theatre. Can Drayton escape the assassin's bullet? Has he fatally misjudged the situation? Find out in the next thrilling instalment of Great Caesar's Ghost. Zuta Law Theatre presents diminutive detective Drayton Trench in episode 2 of Great Caesar's Ghost. Renowned archaeologist Sir Percy Price has been kidnapped and Drayton Trench is on the case. But danger strikes as he finds himself looking down the barrel of a gun. Come out from behind that desk, Drayton. It'll be so much easier for you. Well, I'm fine where I am, thanks. You wouldn't like to tell me who you're working for, would you? No. Or maybe where you've taken Sir Percy? Not today. You're very good at being mysterious, whoever you are. I'd shake you by the hand, but you'd shoot mine off. It's not your hand I'm aiming for. Well, I did enjoy this, but I can't stay here all day. Ellie! Hiding behind that drinks cabinet won't save you. Well, I was just getting thirsty. Can I get you anything? I'm fine, thank you. How about some soda? Watch your eyes! Oh! Sorry, got a dash. See you later! Come back and let me shoot you with my gun! Oh. Nathaniel. Come in, Nathaniel. Anxiety, Violet. I do hope you haven't failed me again. That tiny detective got away. Got away? I told you to shoot him with your gun. Well, I'm sorry I missed. What about the statuette? I've got it. Don't worry. Come back to the hotel. We'll see what the prisoner has to say for himself. Fine. Over and out. What's keeping him? I'm sure he'll be back soon, Mr Davis. And look, these photos of Sir Percy have turned out lovely. Drayton! Great news! I've been shot at. Shot at? By the kidnapper, yeah. The woman with the purple hair. She really had it in for me. Look at my hat. Are you hurt, sir? Nah, I didn't take it personally. She'd have done the same to anyone. Oh, one thing, I've lost a statue. You've lost it? Oh, no, sir. But it's okay. I think I know where the kidnappers are. How'd you work that out? When the woman took her gun out, I noticed a small wrapper fall out of her pocket. Just before I ran for dear life, I picked it up. Here. It's a sweetie wrapper. For a complimentary mint at the Hotel Addison. And that's where we'll find her and Sir Percy. Oh, well done, sir. Thank you, Marjorie. Time to get cracking. It's in Piccadilly, if memory serves. Right-o, sir. Did you print off some photos of Sir Percy to show people? Oh, yes. Here we are. But you must have printed over 100 photos. How many did you want? Three. One for each of us. Oh, well, now we have spares. Oh, Marjorie, you silly goose. I spent all my remaining money on toner. No time for that now. We've got an uncle to find. No need to fret, Sir Percy. My agent should be with us very soon. I must protest about the severity of these conditions. You've had two lunches and six bottles of cognac. I want another Where's Wally book. I found him in all of these. Have you found the dog? But nobody bothers with the dog. I'm calling room service. Sit down and shut up. My God, being prisoner is dreadful. Nathaniel. There you are, Violet. Where's the statuette? Here, catch. No! Don't ever do that again! This statuette is incredibly valuable, isn't it, Sir Percy? 
I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never seen that statue before in my life. I think you'll have to do much better than that, Sir Percy. Before I say anything, I want some answers. For instance, what is your name, you beautiful creature? Nathaniel Swart. Not you. Speak for yourself, madam. You pretend not to remember me, do you? Why should I bother remembering anyone? Look, Sir Percy, we're asking the questions here. I'd like another brandy. Not until you tell us all about the tomb of Caesar. But I must have some brandy. It's the source of all my power. Tell us what we want to know and we'll give you all the brandy you need. I can't. You refuse to cooperate? I'm proud to say that I don't even know what that means. Then we must use more persuasive methods, mustn't we? I'm not scared of you. Violet? With pleasure. Oh, oh no, not her. I, I, I'm terrified of her. I'm going for a little drinky at the bar. Uh, while I'm gone, I think our guest would appreciate the application of the cat and nine tails. That should beat some cooperation out of him, eh, Violet? Eventually, Nathaniel. You fiends! You fiendish fiends! Six and stones may break my bones, but words shall never harm me. You flatulent cow! Oh, I didn't like that. Now, Sir Percy, are you sitting comfortably? Well, we'll soon change that. Oh, mercy me! There's the hotel across the road. We know. That's why we've stopped walking. I can tell you've done this before. Right. We need to get in there and snoop around. They'll recognise me. That's why you're staying here on watch. We might need a quick getaway. And we've all got our radio mics switched on so we can contact each other in a hurry. But they'll recognise Drayton. That's why I'm going in undercover. Marjorie, open the suitcase. Why do we have to stop at your phone box? Office. Phone box and pick that up. It's how Marjorie's going to smuggle me inside the hotel. I know you're short, but that's ridiculous. Au contraire, my pedigree chump. I know one of the ancient arts of total muscle relaxation and tension suspension. He can fold himself up into the tiniest of spaces. Watch. There. Perfect fit. That's fantastic. I used to be friends with an old Tibetan Lama who knew all of these tricks. And he told you all he knew? No. He wouldn't tell me a thing. I had to read it in a book. Some people, eh? <laughs> Off we go, Marjorie. Righto, sir. For your food, Jason. Good evening, madam. Hello. Oh, what's it? Welcome to the Hotel Addison. How can we help you? I'd like to take a single room, just for tonight. Certainly, madam. Room 11 is free, if you'd just like to sign here. And here's your key. Thanks. Bellhop will take your suitcase to your room for you. No! No, no, that's okay. I'll keep it with me. Thank you. If you'd like. Yes, I would. Okay. Well, dinner's just being served in the dining room whenever you're ready. Oh, no, I'm not hungry. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Very hungry. Right. Give me the fountain! Sorry? The fountain! Your suitcase would like you to show me a photograph. Oh, yes. Yes. Do you recognise this man? He came here earlier today with a very striking woman. They booked a room together. Which room? I'm not at liberty to divulge that information, madam. Have you seen him since? As far as I know, he's been up there all day. They're probably up to something disgraceful, quite disgraceful. But I'm not at liberty to speculate out loud. Of course not. I'll write it all down for you. Here's a drawing. No, no, that's all right. Thank you. Good night. Enjoy your evening. What a weirdo. What a freak. Well, sir. You were brilliant, Marjorie. I'd raise your salary, but I really need running water. 
I quite understand, sir. Here's a free table. Oh! Oh, sorry. Nobody's looking. Should I let you out? Oh. <sighs> oh, fresh air again. Sorry it was uncomfortable. That's all right. There was a mouse in the case and we made very good friends. Run along now, Ricky. Oh, what a good lad. Right, you stay here. I'm going to dart around under the tables and try and find out if anyone knows where Sir Percy is. Righto, sir. Radio if you need me. Here we go. Oh my goodness. Sorry. Oh, Excuse me. Oh, what, watch out. Oh, great. Could you not? It's nice shoes, sir. Well, let's see what's on the menu, shall we? It's a good one tonight. Oh, excuse me, I didn't see you there. Forgive me, I was just passing and saw that you were quite unforgivably alone. Might I join you? Oh, um, yes, why not? Thank you. I'm Nathaniel, Nathaniel Swan. That's a nice name. My parents gave it to me. And you are? Marjorie Marjorie Banks, pleased to meet you. Delighted, I'm sure. Your hand. Oh, you're a charmer, aren't you? I can afford to be, being one of the wealthiest bachelors in Europe. Can I get you a drink? If you like. The Brunello di Montalcino, 1993, per favore. Tell me, why are you here alone, you delectable young flower? Oh, well, I'm just visiting. I've never been to London before, you see. Oh, it's a most amusing metropolis, my enchanting turtle dove. I'm particularly interested in the British Museum, Roman artefacts. You do excite me. I have considerable interest in that area myself. I'm on the board of directors, you know. Oh! Do you know Sir Percy Price? Vaguely. He's disappeared recently. I'm trying to find him. Most intriguing. Here's his picture. Have you seen him? I have indeed. He's here in this very hotel. I knew it. Was there anybody with him? A svelte young vixen with long purple hair. That's the one. I'm looking for her too. Fascinating. As a matter of fact, I know which room they're in. No, really? Could you show me? It's very important. Oh, I think I could. We can always share a bottle later, can't we? Follow me, Miss Marjorie Banks. Lead the way. Sir, I've got a lead. Sir? Oh, bloody hell. Oh, Marjorie? Coming! Drink your soup, Binky. Yes, Mum. Oh, blimey. What's the matter now? There's a man under the table. Ignore him. He's probably trying to sell you something. Best. Hello. Well, blow me boots off. What do you want? Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, you weren't interrupting anything interesting. Binky's just being an ungrateful little sod like usual. Mum. I take him out to the picture so he can see a film, expose him to some culture for a change, and does he enjoy himself? Does he say, thank you, Mum, for taking me to the pictures? Well... I wish I'd gone by myself now. It was a good film, too. Nymphomaniac Volume 2, it was called, by that lovely Lars von Trier. Mum... It's about them sexy people. You know, sexy people. Where they always need to be at it, getting their end away. It's a condition, but I don't know what it's called, so I call them sexy people. Right, well... What... I should have known better. Binky always shows me up at those sorts of films. Every time somebody gets their bum out, he throws his sweeties at the screen. You get so you don't know where to look. Please, Mum. It's disgraceful. 
a mature lady should be able to go to the pictures and enjoy two hours of artfully constructed filth without a son embarrassing her. Then stop dragging me along to those sorts of films. You've got to learn about that sort of thing sooner or later, Binky. I do know, Mum. I'm 37. I want grandchildren. You've got grandchildren. I don't like them. Their hair's too long. Get me some more. Yes, Mum. Just because your Rachel doesn't know what it's for, you should take her to one of them sexy films about those people. The sexy people. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sorry, can I... Oh, what do you want? I'm trying to find this man. Have you seen him? No, never. Why, what's he done? He's gone and been kidnapped. I'm trying to find him. My husband got kidnapped once. They sent me a ransom note for £10,000. Did you pay it? Nah. What happened? After a while, they gave him back. I was livid. Oh, my... Damn you, Sir Percy, why won't you talk? In there! Oh, you don't have to push. Violet, there's been a new development. What in thunder's going on? It's not working. He hasn't said anything. Haven't you flogged him? He's been enjoying it. It's been awful. I'm having a wonderful time. Why is he dressed like a schoolboy? I don't know. I'm here for detention, miss. Listen, you horrendous old pervert. Tell us what we want to know. Wait, wait a minute. Who's this? Marjorie Marjorie Banks meets Miss Violet Darkbloom. Charmed, I'm sure. I'd keep on her good side if I were you, or she could make your stay here very uncomfortable. It's not as bad as it sounds. Shut up, Percy. Is she with anyone else? No, I came alone. Marjorie, where have you gone? You're not at your table. Whoops! <laughs> That's him. Drayton Trench. Whom you entirely failed to kill. Take this sozzled old fool downstairs as bait, and when Drayton shows himself, kill him. No! Properly this time. Does Percy still have to be dressed like a schoolboy? He can be dressed as Santa Claus for all I care. Oh, could I? Oh, God, just get rid of him. Jesus. Come on, Sir Percy, and no sudden moves. You're the boss, madam. Now, Miss Marjorie Banks, we wait. Until the death of Drayton Trench. Hello, madam. Just being inconspicuous. I'm getting pretty good at it. Don't talk to me. Sure thing. Jason! Jason, are you there? Yeah, what's up? Marjorie's not answering her radio. I think she's in trouble. Shall I go in? No, not yet. Just keep a lookout. Radio me if anyone suspicious leaves the hotel. I'm going to do another round of the tables, then I'll have to... Wait. What is it? It's her, with the purple hair. And she's got your uncle with her. I'm going to say hello. Over and out. I think I'll take a look at the wine list. You'll have tap water and light it. Oh, you beast. I've been wined and dined by better mercenaries than you. Oh, shut up and eat your bread roll. Under protest. Psst. I am not. Danny. Good heavens. Sir Percy Bryce? I think so. What are you doing down there between my legs? I feel very vulnerable. I'm here to rescue you. Oh, that sounds dandy. Are you with that lovely Marjorie woman? Do you know where she is? My host has a hostage upstairs. Right, I'll go and get her, and then we'll both come back for you. Do you think you can hold out here? What do I have to do? Stall for a time. Have a few drinks. Well, I'll certainly try. Cracking. What room is she in? Room 25. Pardon? Room 25. Look, I'll draw it for you. Percy, what are you doing? Uh, drawing a map for this little chap. Oh, whoops. Drayton, there you are. Hello. Goodbye. <laughs> come back here. Waiter, I'll have the key handy. Violet. Violet, what's happening? Drayton's here. I've gone after him. You've left Sir Percy by himself. Well, I can't do everything, can I? 
blithering idiot, Violet. <sighs> Call me when you've killed Drayton. Sounds like your fuzzy little friend is causing us quite the hassle, Miss Marjorie Banks. I'm delighted to hear that. You're coming with me. We're going to get that drunken old archaeologist before anything else goes wrong. Can I help you, sir? Where could somebody hide in an hurry? Through here to the basement. Thanks. Can I help you, madam? Where could somebody hide in a hurry? Through here to the basement. Thanks. Lots of funny people in today. Go along now, keep moving. Let me go. Are you there, young woman? Yes, sir. I'm looking for Sir Percy Price. Where is he? You can't tell him. Sir, why'd you have a gun pointed at this lady? Uh, well, uh... Oh, I know. It's a role-play thing, isn't it? No! Actually, yes, that's a good excuse. Yes, it's naughty role-play. I knew it. I hope you're not asking me to get involved. No, we're looking for a doddering old archaeologist. Well, it takes all sorts, I suppose. Oh, hello. Sorry to interrupt, but could anyone please direct me to the bar? Certainly, sir. It's... Sir Percy! Am I? Oh, Corks, it's you. Stop right there. Run, Sir Percy! Oh, my foot! Sir Percy, run! You've got to escape! Right home, my dear. Ta-ta! No, no, not to the bar! This way, you stupid... Come back here! So I'm fairly sure those were gunshots. Safe to say I'm not feeling super confident about this. Jason! Jason! Marjorie, what happened? The plan. It went wrong. We had a plan? I tried to rescue Sir Percy, but we got separated. So where is... Wait, look, he's leaving the hotel. With the kidnapper. Get in the car, Sir Percy. Kill the drive. We've got to follow them. But Drayton's still in the hotel with the other kidnapper. Drayton. Oh, Drayton. You can't hide in this basement forever, Drayton. I'm getting bored. And when I get bored, I get very violent. Fine, I'll leave. Drayton. Are you there? Fizz! Aha! Hiding in the washing machine, are we? Well, I've always been one for clean living. I'm glad to hear you say that, Drayton, because I'm taking you for a spin. No! Not more! A good long soak is what you need, Drayton. The longest, in fact. Do enjoy yourself, won't you? Ta-ta, Drayton. Time for a clean break. That was episode two of Drayton Trench in Great Caesar's Ghost, starring Eddie Eyre, Amy Milnes, Tom Crowley, Stanton Wright, Beth Eyre, Alexandra Weatherall, and Felix Trench. The script was written by David K. Barnes, and the sound was designed by Chris Bartholomew. The episode was directed and produced by Zootalor Theatre. Will Sir Percy ever get rescued? Has Drayton met a watery grave? Find out in the next breathtaking instalment of Great Caesar's Ghost.
Zooter Law Theatre presents diminutive detective Drayton Trench in episode 3 of Great Caesar's Ghost. Drayton has tracked kidnapped archaeologist Sir Percy Price to the Hotel Addison, but an encounter with the sadistic Violet Darkbloom has left him spinning in the downstairs washing machine. Drayton! Good God, Drayton! Oh, The doors jammed! It won't open until the spin cycle's finished. I'll try and speed it up. It won't drain soon enough, Drayton. Hold on, I'm going to pull the pipe out of the back. Drayton! Drayton, can you hear me? Oi! You! What in God's name are you doing? Try to rescue this man from your washing machine. <laughs> Drayton, thank God you're alive. I don't know what's happening tonight. A gunfight in the corridor and now a hobo in the washer. This sort of thing never happens more than twice a week. <laughs> Jason. Yes, Drayton. Jason, you were amazing. Ah, oh, well. I'm going to save up and buy an ice cream as soon as I possibly can. But Drayton, they've still got my uncle. They bundled him into a car and drove off. Marjorie nabbed a Boris bike and went after them. How much is a Boris bike right now? A couple of quid. Well, that's the electricity cut off back home then. We'll wait till Marjorie radios in and then go after her. What do we do in the meantime? Hello, miss. Yes, sir. Have you got a tumble dryer? Yes, right here. Cracking. See you in ten, Jason. Welcome to the Eurostar Terminal, St Pancras International. It's getting quite late, you should all be in Thank you. Evening, Marjorie. Sorry we're late. You took your time. Jason had just enough change for a quick taxi ride. It took us to the end of the road, and then we got out and walked the rest of the way. Anyway, what's been happening? Well, I was following Violet. The purple-haired sadist who's tried to kill you twice. Ah, that's the one. And I followed her here, where she met with Nathaniel Swan. Who? The man who had your uncle kidnapped and tried to seduce me. Blimey. He's a smooth talker, that Nathaniel. I was really quite flattered until he pointed a gun at me. Maybe we should get a gun. Sir, no. What? Everyone else we come up against always has a gun. You start to feel a bit daft only having a pencil. Is it a good pencil? No, it's broken. We haven't got time for this. They all left for Paris about two hours ago now. Why Paris? Dunno, but it's a big place. We'll never find them now. But if we had a gun, we'd find them. Yeah. Stop talking about guns and read this newspaper. According to this story, there's a new unveiling at the Louvre tomorrow. So what? It's a newly found Roman artefact, the Caesarian Scepter. Oh, yeah. That's the rod of power given to Julius Caesar in 46 BC. How do you know that? I'm reading the paper. Given how much they cared about that statuette of Caesar, I thought it could be important. I think you're right, Marjorie. Besides, it's the only lead we've got. What's the plan, sir? We'll get a train to Paris, spend the night in a little hotel, and go to the Louvre bright and early in the morning. We literally can't afford any of those things. Not yet. Jason, if you hold this bean tin... Okay, what for? Pass me the spoons, Marjorie. Here we are. Right, Jason. Get ready to collect the cash. Marjorie? Ready, sir. A one, a two, a one, two, three. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain. Go on, Jason, off you go. Oh, sure. Oh, thank you, sir. And you, madam. Oh, oh, roll up, everyone. Roll up the show of a lifetime. Oh, very good. Listen. Oh, thank you very much for your donation. Thank you. Every little helps. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Just listen to them go. She'll be riding six white horses. Riding six white horses. Riding six white horses when she comes.
Mesdames et messieurs, I am Professor François Oubier and I'm glad you could all be here today at the Musée du Louvre to witness the unveiling of a most precious artifact. Bestowed upon Julius Caesar by the Roman Senate in 46 BC, it is, of course, the Caesarian Scepter. The authenticity has been verified by uh, carbon dating or X-ray paper or something. I can't even remember if I'm still married or not. No, don't clap at that. I'm really not well. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. What is it, Drayton? A glass ceiling way above a priceless artefact. I've done hundreds of cases where an art thief dropped down through a glass ceiling. Half the time they even had a rope. Now, keep an eye out for you-know-who. Sir? Yes, Marjorie? I feel ridiculous. Marjorie, we got these disguises for a reason. But these berets and striped jerseys will look just like the natives. I understand that, sir, but do I have to wear the moustache as well? Yes! It's a necessary part of the disguise. But neither of you have got moustaches. Be sensible. It'd be suspicious if we all had them. Hey, look, over there. What? It's Nathaniel and Violet. They're looking at the scepter. See? If they had berets on, we'd never have recognised them. Time to go undercover. Marjorie, hand me that newspaper. I'm going to go and listen in to their conversation. What if they see you? I'm disguised as a Frenchman and hiding behind a newspaper. I couldn't be more inconspicuous if I tried. Wait here. So that dusty old bit of rubbish is what we came all the way here for? If I'm right, Violet, that dusty old bit of rubbish will help us to reach the tomb of Caesar. The scepter is the key and the statue is the life. What? The Latin inscription. It's written on both that scepter and Sir Percy Caesar statuette. So what's it mean? I don't know yet. But I shall, have no fear, just as I shall possess that scepter before the coming of the dawn. Should I steal it now? What about the witnesses? We'll bribe them. I'm not doing that. You've got money. No, I'm not doing that. Okay, I'll shoot them all. Better, but I think we'll employ a more subtle approach. We've got a man on the inside. Shall I shoot him? No! Look, the security systems will be switched off at midnight tonight and the back door will be unlocked. So you'll be able to waltz in and steal the scepter at your leisure, understand? Sure. In the meantime, we still need to know the location of the tomb of Caesar. Go back to the chateau and make Sir Percy talk. Can I shoot him? No! For God's sake, Violet! Now, I'm going to check on our little investment at the Hippodrome de Longchamp, and by the time I get back to the chateau, I shall want to know where I can find that tomb. Nathaniel? I swear, Violet, if you're going to ask me if you can shoot someone else... No, no, it's not that. I think we might have been overheard. By whom? That little man behind us. He's been listening. Nonsense. He's reading a newspaper. He couldn't be any more inconspicuous if he tried. Au revoir, Violet. And try not to kill anyone without a good reason. Yes, sir. I never get to have any fun. Did you know that the pyramid in front of the museum is made out of 673 panes of glass? I thought it was 666. That's what the Da Vinci Code said. I think Dan Brown got it wrong, Jason. I won't hear anything said against the integrity of that novel. All right, team. Sir... What did you find out? No time. I've got to get to Longchamp. The race course? Why? Nathaniel's up to something and I want to know what. But Violet's going back to the chateau to put a squeeze on Sir Percy. You two better get after her, quick. Leave it to us. We'll meet up in the Eiffel Tower in three hours. See you later. Don't get caught! Right, Jason. Let's try and get your uncle back. Why does getting kidnapped always make me thirsty?
Sir Percy, <coughs> what are you up to? Nothing. You're drinking. Give me that. What? Oh, this. Good heavens. I, I think this room must be haunted. There's a poltergeist who keeps moving things around and putting drinks in my hand. You can't tell us anything when you're drunk. Rubbish. Drinking does not affect my memory. When I was a strapping young character actor, I once played Polonius while entirely inebriated, and I distinctly remember getting sacked. No more drinking. The half a glass? No. Well, in that case, there's no way I'm telling you anything about the Trevi Fountain. What about the Trevi Fountain? Trevi Fountain? I didn't say Trevi Fountain, I said the Tomb of Caesar. What about the Tomb of Caesar? I don't know anything about the Tomb of Caesar. No. You don't know anything about it at all, do you? The hell I don't. I'll tell you all about the Tomb of Caesar hidden beneath the Trevi Fountain if I want to, and none of you can stop me. I'm the only other person here. That's what an army of ten of you would say. Come here and let me inform you, you army of harpies. So the drunker you are, the more you'll tell me. The more I tell you, the drunker I am. And where's my drink? Here. Be a good boy and drink up. Well, that's more like it. And there's a lot more of Caesar's treasure where that came from, too. Caesar's treasure? Look, Sir Percy, you just sit down here and keep drinking. I'll try my hardest. Where are you all going? To get a pen and a hell of a lot more brandy. Don't move. Strange women, all speaking at the same time. What? Who's that outside the window? I have a mind to give you a thrashing and tell you everything I know. Sir Percy, it's me. I'm here with Jason. Jason? Where is he? I'm standing on him. Hurry up. Jason, my dear fellow, how are you? There's no time. We've got to go. Oh, OK, I'm sorry. Well, I'll see you later, then. No, you've got to come with us. Why? Because you're in terrible danger. No, no don't sit down. My legs have gone wobbly. I think my drink must have been drugged. How many have you had this morning? Seventeen. Oh, for God's sake. I'm coming in. Now, get up, you stupid old duffer. Come on. All right. Let's see now. I'll see if I can walk in a straight line. One step... Oh, I hope that wasn't expensive. Sir Percy? She's coming back. Quick, hide in the bottom. I'll try the cupboard. And don't give me away. And don't tell them anything. How very peculiar this all is. I wonder if I'm drunk. What's happening? Nothing. I tried to take a few steps and the furniture gets in the way. I suppose it stops you from telling me about, say... The Caesarean Scepter? Oh, no, it doesn't. Let me tell you, that's the key to everything. Here, enjoy another brandy. Oh, thank you, kindly. Now, I, I, I'm not saying that the Scepter gains you entry to the fountain. I'm not saying that. But nevertheless, that's exactly what it does. Interesting. Bon, bon, mon, Long time no see, Dargenson. Dis-moi, how is the great plan progressing? Everything is well in hand. We shall have located the tomb of Caesar by the end of the day. Ah, mon petit objet d'art. I am glad to hear that. You have come for your horse? Is he ready? Oui, oui, Deco. He is just over here. Oh, he is beautiful. My finest work, Ponce-Nez. No steroids at all. Raised entirely naturally, just as you asked. Polydactyl? Oui, he has three toes on each foot. I followed the ancient text exactly. 
Truly a horse fit for a king. Finnois Flambe, I quite agree. A horse to rival Bucephalus. I will have him sent to Rome immediately. Did that haystack just move? I do not think so. Hmm. You have had luck with the statuette for pop? Indeed I have. And soon we shall possess the Caesarian scepter, too. Ah, manage à toi. That is superb. This is a good day for the cult of Caesar. Are you sure that haystack isn't getting nearer? Amos Bush, I am nearly blind. In fact, when you said long time no see, I thought it was an insult. But, Billy Mignon, we get over these things. I don't like that haystack. May one gaze upon the Caesar statuette. You may. It is here. Ah, soup du jour. A thing of rare beauty. And the key to all that we've ever dreamed of. Oui, oui. Nothing in the world can stop us now. Except me, mate. Yoink. Great entrench. You're alive and hiding in a haystack. Yep. You meddling misfits. Give me that statue. Oh, I don't think so, Nathaniel. And for an encore, I'm escaping on your horse. Hello. Bye-bye, <laughs> Nathaniel. Yeah. Don't all. Fetch me a horse now. Certainly, admirable. Damn you, Drayton. Violet, what is this? Nathaniel, Sir Percy has told us everything. Everything? Everything. The tomb, where it is, how to get to it, everything. Good. Now kill him. Oh, so now you want me to shoot people? Shut up, Violet. Drayton Trench is still alive and he's stolen the statuette and the horse. That's impossible. Oh, then perhaps I've just been robbed by a haystack. I want you to steal the Caesarian scepter now. But Nathan... Don't argue. Do it. I don't care how, but get that scepter. But first, get rid of that stupid old drunk, and if his friends come looking for him, kill them. What about Drayton? You leave him to me. Right. Well, thank you for all your help, Sir Percy. Think nothing of it, ladies. But now it's time to put you to sleep for a very long time. You wouldn't kill a man wearing glasses, would you? You're not wearing glasses. I don't suppose you could lend me a pair. Goodbye, Sir Percy. You know, I wouldn't stand in front of that cupboard if I were you. Oh, wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't. And why is that? Because someone might jump out. Knock you over. And steal your gun. Oh, for God's sake. I'm sorry, Violet Darkbloom, but we're leaving. Fine. Go ahead. There's nothing any of you can do to stop us now. We'll see about that. Come on, Sir Percy, out the window. We need to rendezvous with Drayton at the Eiffel Tower. Jason, are you down there? Yes. Catch me, Jason. What? Oh! Oh, you've broken everything. See you later, Violet. You should have killed me, Marjorie. Guards, get the helicopter. We've got a treasure to steal. Come in, Drayton. This is Marjorie. Yeah, I'm here. We've got Sir Percy. Hello. Jason borrowed a bike and sidecar from the chateau and we're on our way to the Eiffel Tower. Well done, Marjorie. I'm being chased on horseback by Nathaniel Swan. Things could be better. Should we find you? No, we'll meet at the tower. I'm coming up to the centre of Paris. Reckon I'll be making some drastic shortcuts. See you soon. Unless he kills me first. Over and out. Will he be all right? I've no idea. Keep driving. Are you okay, Uncle? Most exhilarating. I'm bloody thirsty, though. Mesdames et messieurs, I am delighted you are still marveling at the Caesarian Scepter. Part of me wonders if you haven't got any homes to go to. But then again, 
I certainly haven't anymore. Good heavens, what is that? Look, up there, it's a helicopter! It's going to break through the ceiling! Oh, Mon dieu! Who is that woman on the rope? I don't know, but she's stealing the scepter! Sorry to break up the party, but finders keepers. She's stealing the scepter on purpose! Somebody stop her! Sorry, not today. Au revoir, everyone! This is terrible! Quick, evacuate the paintings! We must take them somewhere safe! Wait, what is that? Oh la la! A horse in the gallery! Make way! Get out of the way! Get that painting out of the way! I said get that painting out of the way! No! First the scepter and now that Joker has stolen the Mona Lisa! This is the worst day of my life! Where's Drayton? He should be here by now. Give him time, Jason. The Eiffel Tower is very tall, isn't it? 1,063 feet. A bit flash if you ask me. I prefer Alton Towers. At least you can buy an ice cream there. There's an ice cream man behind you. Well, this changes everything. Look, it's Drayton! Whoa! Alright, <laughs> everyone. Can't stop. There's a madman trying to kill me. Oh, can someone take this? What is this? The Mona Lisa. I don't need it. I just kind of picked it up from the Louvre. Back here, Drayton! Quick, hide! I'm going up the tower. Wish me luck! Sir, come back! Oh, bloody hell! Here comes Nathaniel. Keep back, out of my way. It's Drayton I want. We've got to stop him. We can't, my boy. He'll shoot us dead. So what do we do? (sighs) 1,665 steps in 10 minutes. I must be slipping. There you are, Drayton. So we're left to run. Could you wait a minute, mate? I'm just a bit knackered. I'll splatter your blood across the whole of Paris unless you give me that statue. You're going to kill me anyway, so what's the point? Well, that's simply not true. Give me the statue and I promise not to shoot you. My word of honour. I suppose I've got no choice. Throw it to me. Gently. Huh? Thank you. Most cooperative. And I see my transport has arrived. It's time to bid a fond farewell, Mr. Trench. See you later, yeah? Oh, no, Clayton. We won't meet again. I said I wouldn't shoot you, and I'm a man of my word. I'll even throw you my gun. Cut! Whoa! 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 Farewell, Drayton Trench. Unpleasant journey. <laughs> that was episode three of Drayton Trench in Great Caesar's Ghost, starring Eddie Eyre, Amy Mills, Tom Crowley, Stanton Wright, Beth Eyre, Alexandra Weatherall, and Felix Trench. The script was written by David K. Barnes, and the sound was designed by Chris Bartholomew. The episode was directed and produced by Zootalor Theatre. Can Drayton Trench survive a fall of 1,063 feet? Will Sir Percy Price buy an ice cream? Find out in the next gobsmacking instalment of Great Caesar's Ghost. And that's this week's show. Make sure you look for all the great news we post on sonicsociety.org about audio drama. Check daily for news and information. 
Be sure to sign on for Sonic Summerstock if you're a radio drama group for this summer season and add us to Twitter or Stitcher or Facebook and YouTube. Oh, heck, we're all over the place. We just want to pass on the great works of modern audio theater all around the world. So help us by giving audio drama that you love to somebody else today. Let's make this year the year of the audio story. Come back next week for the end of Drayton Trench and much more. Until then, for David Alt, I'm Jack Ward. Good night. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. Stop.